Welcome to IEP Radio, a show dedicated to the education of all things indoor environmental quality related. And now here's your host, Michael Schrantz. Hello, everyone, and welcome to IEP Radio. That's Indoor Environmental Professional Radio. This is Episode 1, Exploring the Health of Your Home. My name is Michael Schrantz, your host of IEP Radio, and I'm very excited to offer this new and unique conduit of information and discussion regarding the ever-expanding topic of indoor air quality and your health. We're going to try and cover a multitude of topics ranging from assessing homes, exposure concerns from mold, bacteria, VOCs, radon, lead, asbestos, to EMF. Topics on building materials, the, the list goes on. We'll take a look at the sample collection, methodology, and interpretation of samples collected in the field, and if and where possible, try to connect the dots between this data and how it may or may not correlate with your health and exposure concerns. There will be a significant underlying theme towards chronic illness and exposure. That said, a relatively short and limited, but hopefully interesting, history for you. You know, in caveman times, we learned and understood that the primary focus of indoor air quality, or perhaps more appropriately said, our health, was survival-based. Not getting eaten by the food we hunted. Uh, finding adequate shelter. All right, I'll try, I'll try harder here. Not choking on the wood smoke produced by the fires we built at the entrance of caves we used to help keep us warm. Fast forward to the mid to late era of the second industrial revolution, and as we attempted to evolve, we began to see collaborative efforts to improve occupant comfort in the form of heating, cooling, uh, humidity control, to ventilation fans used in factories where large amounts of contaminants would otherwise build up. By that time, we weren't necessarily in fear of our food eating us, but the main concern for health was back then, and is still in large part today, an acute one. Now, as we fast forward to 2018, we see topics of health pertaining to more chronic concerns. If you learn about CIRS, or Chronic Inflammatory Response Syndrome, for example, the data suggests that approximately 24 to 25% of the U.S. population is genetically susceptible. The CDC discusses Lyme disease in new cases per year, and that potentially low estimate is 300,000. Remember, that number only reflects new and suspected cases, not existing. What is known, public, so that's good. I think we all need to put on our learning caps and be receptive to chronic exposures, the built environments we occupy, and those who suffer from them. You see, we may no longer live in a society that fears our food will eat us, though we, what we eat today doesn't exactly reflect the paleo diet of the past. We are looking at a whole new animal to worry about, our homes. Now, our homes, this, this new domestic animal, doesn't have sharp fangs and an appetite for flesh to fuel our fears. It comes at us much more silent, much more hidden. It can poison us. It can inflame us. It's slow, sometimes low dose in nature. It's inconsistent, affected by its own construction, the weather, and the way we live inside. And what I speak of is this trigger that many with chronic illness respond negatively to, the very environment suspected to cause harm and or prevent recovery. A new hunt is on now for the indoor environmental professionals, and we need to start sharpening our tools in order to better assess this new animal, in air quotes, and do so in an environment where these new threats are often well hidden. Hidden in the paints we use, the furniture we purchase, the water leaks or damp conditions that are missed or ignored, 
even the ground we build these new animals on. Said another way, it's not just about the individual. The health of the home is also an important variable in the equation of your health and your ability to become or stay healthy. Okay, enough for the analogies for now. Like the IEP, who is challenged with this new paradigm of exposure, clinicians too face this chronic concern. I've had the honor to work with and stand next to some of the medical giants in our field. I've shared notes and one-on-one -on -one conversations with some of the most well-known uh, well clinicians in the U.S. on chronic disease and treatment. And we look forward to hopefully interviewing some of those giants in the future in an effort to continue connecting those dots between the health of the patients and the health of the home. Perhaps the picture of chronic disease and exposure, uh, what defines and what can be done to eliminate or reduce it, will finally become clear enough for the mainstream industries to accept and make change. But there's more, isn't there? There are other considerations many face, many deal with every day. Here's what I mean. I've had the opportunity to work with patients and clinicians, various professionals across the world, many in the U.S. I've assessed thousands of buildings, identifying common issues, yet realizing the true uniqueness and challenges that each building and client present. It's not just as easy as identifying the issue or even fixing the issue. How does one accept the issue if they don't understand it? If they don't see it? Is there an issue to fix or are there issues to fix? How does one fix any issue if they can't afford it? Sound familiar? The struggle is real for too many. And I can go on. Yeah, so I, uh, so I will. Chronic illness, symptoms, and the consequence of them vary. Certainly, there are some common underlying issues or themes, but from the perspective of exposure, sometimes that theme, what it covers, feels vast and ever-changing. Check this out. CIRS mentions over 30 potential triggers that can cause an adverse reaction. Lyme likes to attack when your immune system is down. Environmental exposures are believed to be the trigger to many illnesses. Hmm. Where do we start? And what about the headlines? Eating egg yolks in the past was bad. Then it was good. I'm not sure what it is today, but I feel like the verdict keeps changing. And I'm not stating this as fact or applicable in every situation. But this feeling, call it a lack of confidence, in what we know and understand about chronic illness and exposure is shared to me by many. We go on. Similar studies look at health but can conclude different results. But were the parameters of that study the same as the last? I mean, are we comparing apples to apples or apples to iPhones? Was the study discussing an innate immune system deficiency, or did somebody provide you a study on allergies? Hashtag not the same thing. Some of you have made life-altering decisions off the latest and greatest headline. Maybe that was the right decision. Did you get better? What about your Facebook friend who had the same or similar illness but still feels like they have not recovered, that they're not getting better? makes you wonder the complexity of chronic disease and exposure. Remember, the world chronic does not hold the same definition as acute. Many of us are used to discussing and handling acute, easy-to-diagnose concerns. Many people forget that, including some of those people who you depend on the most. We truly need to put on those learning caps. I mean, it takes a village. You need everyone, both professional, family, and friends, those who you need but don't understand your illness need to start listening 
If they disagree with your illness, that's okay. But if there is room for discussion with that individual, and uh, easier said than done, but both of you are able to practice your adulting skills, then perhaps you can ask why they don't understand or support your concerns. How about maybe they're not qualified? Maybe they are. Did they offer scientific evidence, independent studies, or a consensus made by professionals that counters your previous or current beliefs? Or like you, are they just as frustrated at your illness and the difficulty in believing you have it? Or perhaps it's the thousands of dollars you've already spent trying to fix your issue, perhaps doing so without really ever improving your health or the health of your home. Understanding chronic illness and exposure is important, but it's just not as commonplace in every practice as we would like, hence the importance for continued education. This illness or syndrome you have is not something we have learned to race to fix. I mean, we want to, right? But it's likely going to be a journey. Uh, your body will need time. Your home and building will need time. Your family and friends will need time. Your budget will likely need time. And while we, uh, those who know and understand chronic illness and exposure concerns, are always trying to keep up with the latest and greatest regarding diagnosis of health and home, the journey often mirrors a season of your life, not a 100-meter sprint. Yes, it takes patience, education, acceptance, and compassion. IEP Radio is going to help with the education, the compassion, and the communication by offering a conduit of IAQ awareness and discussing the non-medical component of your exposure, the health of your home. We bring boots-on-the-ground experience, working with both patient and clinician, we strive to connect the dots between your health and the health of the home. We try to dive deeper in the topics discussed. And if we don't know, we at least we point to where more research is sought, what's lacking, what we don't know. IEP Radio will continue to try and focus on topics generated by our listeners. If you, yes you, have a topic you'd like us to consider tackling, please feel free to reach out to us on our website, ieperadio.com. That's ieperadio.com. Finally, thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. I very much appreciate your support and trust in what we hope will be a fantastically opportunistic conduit for indoor air quality education and enlightenment. Thank you to my beautiful bride and children for their support, and thank you, God, for making it all possible. Welcome to IEP Radio, and welcome to The Hunt. The content of this show is for informational purposes and represents... the sole opinion of the host and its interviewees only. Any reliance on the information provided in this show is done at your own risk. Additional opinions and or research may change our current view of the topics spoken in this show. 
We do our best to minimize any inaccuracies presented and make legitimate efforts to back all comments with our own field experience, independent literature, or studies that support the topics discussed. This information should not be used to make conclusive decisions regarding your health or exposure. Ultimately, all questions and or concerns regarding your health should be addressed by a qualified physician.